afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Val in the basement and Beans. We have a lot to talk about today. We just spent the pre-show-ish time on live talking about keto, but we're not going to do that on the podcast for audio listeners. <laughs> if you want, you can go to Rumble and listen to it back. It was pretty informative. Frank on his fiber issue, you know, things, and me on keto, carnivore keto, and whatever. But we have more important things to talk about right now. Hunter, Hunter Biden is going in for his plea deal today. I wonder if he'll barter with the judge for some shitty, crappy paint, some paintings that he made. So I'll give you some paintings if you let me off the hook. Uh, he didn't he didn't it just come out that he sold one of those for like some ridiculous amount of money? That there was $1.3 million was the total, but that one friend of his father's, one donor, uh, bought, I think, 11 commissioned paintings for somewhere around $875,000. It's just, just it's so ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, he's he's a great, um, he's a great, he's great. He's just lovely. But what happened yesterday, it's a it's somewhat of a long, Hunter Biden's plea, a longer clip. But you guys have to hear this. He, Jesse Waters explains it much better than I could. Um, I couldn't believe what I was hearing when I saw this. Like, they actually thought they would get away with this. Let's listen. Here we go. Hunter Biden's... I didn't mean to do that. Plea deal is now in jeopardy. President Joe Biden's son is set to appear in court tomorrow, where Delaware Judge Mary Ellen Narika will decide on whether or not to sign off on Hunter's plea deal. And Hunter Biden may have just jinxed the deal. You're not going to believe what he just did. Republican Congressman Jason Smith just filed a brief with the judge, entering into evidence the IRS whistleblower testimony. Basically a legal move to get the judge to think, you know what, are you really going to let this guy off so easy? And Hunter Biden's attorney called the courthouse clerk today and pretended to be a Republican attorney and told the clerk, oops, you know what, we didn't really mean to file all that whistleblower stuff. Can you guys just strike that from the record? Seriously, Hunter Biden's lawyer made a phony phone call to the court and tried to remove the whistleblower testimony. He called and impersonated the opposing lawyer. Hey, this is a <clears throat> Republican attorney, Chris Clark. Oh, never mind that amicus brief. Just forget about it. That was an accident. Good day, young lady. Was this Hunter's sugar brother's idea, you know, the one who was ripping bong hits off his balcony in Malibu? This sounds like the kind of caper you cook up when you're on cocaine. Hey, guys, you know what we should do? We should just call the courthouse and pretend we're the other lawyer. Democrats just called this whole investigation a clown show, and Hunter Biden's lawyers are making prank calls to the judge. On the eve of the plea deal, you can get disbarred for that. This is so brazen, either Hunter thinks he can get away with anything, or his legal team is panicked that this judge is actually going to toss the plea and Hunter may have to serve time. And the judge, a Democrat, was furious that Hunter's lawyer tried to pull one over on her clerk. And the judge is now ordering Hunter's attorneys to explain themselves by 9 o'clock tonight or be sanctioned. Wow. They, they really did that. They responded. So for people who don't maybe didn't understand just to clarify this one more time 
Hunter Biden, the, the, the Ways and Means Committee and one other group from Heritage Foundation filed a brief, a friend of the court brief, introducing to the judge the evidence from the IRS whistleblowers and more saying, please consider this tomorrow when you go in there to accept this ridiculous plea deal that this guy's trying to submit to. Hunter Biden's attorneys called the clerk of court, pretended to be from the Ways and Means Committee and asked them to take, to, to redact and remove the brief. I mean, is, isn't that a, a crime in itself? Yes, which is why the judge is like, tell me why I shouldn't disbar you. Explain yourselves by 9 p.m. So they did. And there can't be any. There's no explanation. So I hope that everybody gets arrested today. Now, the thing about it is, Frank, like I was saying, the Heritage Foundation also f- filed a brief. Theirs had a little more in it than the Ways and Means Committee did. But when the lawyer, they knew it was there because it was docketed. And, and so the hundreds of lawyers knew it was there. But they only called pretending to be the Ways and Means Committee attorney. And to me, just speculating wildly here, it looks to me like that was meant to almost be a threat to the whistleblowers. Like, we know what you're doing. We're going to, you know what I mean? Like a veiled yeah. threat to the whistleblowers. And so I tweeted that last night. Um, but here is, here is what happened at nine. All right, on the eve of the potential Hunter Biden plea deal getting finalized, the lawyer for the House Ways and Means Committee requested to file a friend of the court brief, an amicus brief. In essence, the Republican Congress wanted to file all the evidence gathered so they could kill the deal. Well, in response, Hunter's lawyers allegedly called the judge's clerk and pretended to work for the Ways and Means uh, Committee and requested that the evidence be taken down. Now, when this was discovered, the judge in the case threaten Hunter's lawyers with sanctions due to this impersonating of the House Ways and Means Committee. This is insane. And it's a... Go ahead, Frank. <laughs> no, I'm just... Uh, no, there's no, really no comment. It's, it's crazy. Serious it's breach. Crazy. And it could, in some cases, this could lead to actual disbarment, certainly sanctions. The story is still developing, but it speaks to the utter desperation and unprofessionalism of Biden's team. See, they said... It was all a big misunderstanding. It was all a big misunderstanding. As a matter of fact, let me find it. Um, Technofog has it. <laughs> Attorneys we, for Hunter Biden respond. It was a misunderstanding. There was no misrepresentation. We write this letter and provide the accompanying affidavit in response to the court's oral order directing that the counsel for defendants show cause as to why sanctions should not be considered for misrepresentations to the court. The matter under consideration appears to stem from an unfortunate and unintentional miscommunication between a staff member at our firm firm and employees of the court. We have no idea how the misunderstanding occurred, but our understanding is that there was no misrepresentation, i.e. they didn't say that they were from the Ways and Means Committee. So the the clerk of court is just insane. Our staff... We were just just kidding around. Yeah, I I mean... I wish that they would have just said something like that. We're just kidding. (laughs) Our staff member who serves as our director of litigation services represented her affiliation with Latham and Watkins LLP to the EFC clerk or ECF clerk with whom she spoke earlier today. Both of the both her phone number and her affiliation also typically appear on caller ID. 
We hope this letter and the attached declaration dispels any suggestion that undersigned counsel or our staff would ever intentionally misrepresent or mislead the court with respect to any matter. Because that just, that flies. That flies. Oh, of course. No worries. It's all good. It's all good. If, but you know what? There is no reasonable explanation. Nothing that they can cook up will be able to explain this away. Therefore, I, I, I just, I'm just, I guess the only thing I'm more concerned about with now is whether or not they're going to actually be punished. That, that, that would be great because there's not going to be a reasonable explanation. I, I, I think that his, his, uh, this sounds like they were actually all doing drugs together. <laughs> they like probably you, you, are. <laughs> you would think that your legal team would be the more sober-minded, uh, str- uh, strategist, uh, uh, strategist end of your of your legal defense and all that. You, you think that that that's where you would find some solid, good, uh, good minds there to help you out through a hard time that you created for yourself. But they're on drugs too. You know, it's funny. Someone in the uh, chat, the good doc. Gonzo says, when we said Ways and Means Committee, we didn't mean you'd think we meant the Ways and Means Committee. Right. <laughs> Pish <So> posh. We... <laughs> Stupid. Wow. Oh, goodness. Yeah. And, you know, listen, here's a couple clips of Kevin McCarthy that make everybody think that maybe the House is going to impeach Biden. You tell me what you think when you hear him that they bribed the Bidens, okay? This was given to the FBI. When Bill Barr finally found out about it, he sent it to his office in Philadelphia. They actually said that this was very credible. The FBI kept this from the IRS individuals for them ever to see it. So not only do they claim that they were bribed, we now find information that 16 out of 17 payments from Romania were provided to the Biden shell companies while he was vice president. When President Biden was running for office, he told the American public that he's never talked about business. He said his family has never received a dollar from China, which we now prove is not true. We now have some of the most credible whistleblowers. These 10-year IRS agents who have come forward said that the Biden family has been treated differently, that what Weiss has told us is different than what Garland and Weiss has told the public. And you're sitting here today where now you have found millions of foreign money, just what the 1023 alleges they did to Biden's family. Now we found that it has funneled through shell companies. If you're sitting in our position today, we would know none of this if Republicans had not taken the majority. We've only followed where the information has taken us. But Hannity, this is rising to the level of impeachment inquiry, which provides Congress the strongest power to get the rest of the knowledge and information needed. Because this president has also used something we have not seen since Richard Nixon, used the weaponization of government to benefit his family and deny Congress the ability to have the oversight. If we are talking about millions of dollars coming from our top geopolitical foes and that the Biden family has been corrupted and and took in all of this money and he was complicit in that, wouldn't that wouldn't that wouldn't that mean that we have a criminal enterprise as president of the United States that had to be on every level compromised by countries that are not particularly fond of us? 
Well, it's interesting that the Biden family runs, if they say, a company but never had an office and shell companies to be able to pay through. But if they really ran it for foreign countries, why didn't you get money from France, from Germany, from UK? Why does it have to be from China, Romania, um, in these countries Ukraine, that have real challenges and had... Say the word Ukraine because that's a big part of this, Mr. McCarthy. Yeah, but that's that's another one of those bipartisan fronts there. They don't that's Yeah, they can't talk about Ukraine. But here here he is again yesterday. That was two days ago. Each minute call, we're gonna dip in here and listen. Giving Congress the full power to get the information they need. It's it's the way people should go about investigating. So let me put put yourselves in our place. Doesn't matter who's in the majority or not. You have somebody who went to the FBI. They had a 1023, which is a form they talk about, who says he, this is an informant that the FBI continues to use. We heard that there were payments to bribe, allegedly, the vice president at the time, that the bribe would be hard to follow because there were shell companies that it would take you years to get through it. That was one allegation. We have a president who told the American public in October that he's never spoken to his family about any of the business. He said no one in the family had ever gotten money from China. Well, now that is proven not to be correct. And is everybody, is everybody stunned about this? Who's stunned? Raise your hand if you're stunned. I'm not stunned. I'm not. So, I don't know. So, so, so what do you... So what do you think? I think that I'm not even sold on the that they're going to do this impeachment. I'm not. They're probably sitting there saying to themselves, do we hand the left an easy way to get rid of Biden for 2024? Or do we keep the vegetable in office until 2024 and have him run an election? And should we contribute to his removal and the possibility that the lunatic Kamala Harris could be president for a little while? in the interim well i mean if she were president for i mean there's no she it's not like she's making she would be a decision maker uh well, she would Biden's just be, not a decision maker so she would just be a public relations disaster i don't i don't know you see when it when it comes to stuff like this i impeachment on an on a just a basic civic level these days is completely useless just because there is no there's no real party of people that are, that has interest uh invested in in people like us um and and limiting their scope of of what they do and how they're ruining the world and our individual lives and just indoctrinating us into several smaller low-level cults but for as far as the company men go and i consider kevin mccarthy a company man it's just it's all just gamesmanship just like every committee that's ever formed every investigation that's ever uh, that's ever launched any strongly but, worded letter that's ever sent right right I, I but like as i told a friend of mine yesterday there are rules to the gamesmanship because the the chief rule is nothing can ever be improved improvements mean dismantling what they've built together these two parties are built together. So you you can't dismantle any of that stuff. For instance, with impeachment, uh, here's another uh, rule for you. Democrats, for things like impeachment, will go the distance 
if they have the numbers in the House and the Senate. They will go the distance if they have it. They will. Republicans, on the other hand, they will impeach, as you know, or pass, repeal legislation strictly for symbolic reasons when they know they'll be vetoed. It's the way it always works. You're absolutely right. So, you know, even if Kevin McCarthy, he's laying out all the reasons why they should impeach, even if he does whip all the votes that they have to impeach Joe Biden, what kind of a Senate is going to? I mean, when they they had this Senate had a couple of Republicans, Mitt Romney voted to remove uh, um, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. Unbelievable. So you're not, I mean, come on. Over a, over a perfect phone call that you and I acted the script out. We we did it. You were Zelensky and I was Trump or something like when the transcript came out. It's just, and the whole, the oh. first the, the first impeachment was all about this. And I keep saying, when did Zelensky know? When did Zelensky know? Did he know before the phone call with, with Trump? or after the phone call with Trump. And now there's evidence starting to come to the surface and people are grumbling and it's not corroborated or confirmed, but it appears that Zelensky knew before and one of Zelensky's bag men were involved in some of this stuff with Biden. The perfect phone call. It was perfect. There was nothing wrong with that phone call, I'm sorry. No, I mean, well, that's why they didn't... (laughs) I, that's why they, they they wasn't it what the hell was it in the presentation of the transcript again they didn't think that the transcript even existed and trump provided the transcript yes they hid it see um what's his name vinman and crew tried to alter that transcript to read what they wanted it to say but the trump administration for some reason had hidden it in a different place where they weren't able to access it almost as if they knew. And so they weren't able to alter the transcript. And so when he released the transcript, it didn't say anything that Schiff and Vinman and the CIA, Morella were saying. It said the exact opposite of what they were saying. So that's that was the, the, the linchpin right there. I don't know who was the genius that decided to do that, but it was somebody who had their sniffer on. That's good. Yeah. Provided for some really interesting... But still... Even with that, the Democrats went right ahead. Yeah, they, they did. Pulled. And they lied to everybody right there on the podium. Schiff lied. Just remember, they edited things. I mean, just. Full steam ahead because they are the bad cops. They are the bad cops uh, as opposed to the good cops across the aisle. But they're all working toward that same end. They, there can be no improvements made in this country or with our standing in the world or to be able to draw ourselves back from the brink of several cliffs. There can't be any of that. So we play good cop, bad cop, and it all just continues to continues to flow. What, so like you said, what would be even the result of an impeachment? They're not going to remove him. So politically... Well, the, the only who, thing who, I'm, who, I'm saying is maybe they will, like... Maybe the Democrat senators get together and say to themselves, this is our chance. That would be to contradict everything they've said about the quality of Joe Biden's administration. Do they care? Do, I, I think I think uh, in that respect, they they do, especially one year out. I mean, there's so I don't know. I, I don't think that they would do that, that that uh, that to themselves like this. 
This is not something they want control all the way through. Remember what they do with with school shootings in Tennessee, what they turn Tennessee into over the course of three weeks so that they maintain control of something. They turned it into a youth gun control movement in in Tennessee in their state, their state Congress. So what I just think that this would be way out of their control if they allowed Republicans to expose Joe Biden as someone who is worthy of impeachment and removal and and replacement. Now, a medical emergency, some other kind of a family emergency, some other unforeseen, who the hell knows? This doesn't keep control in Democrats' hands. And that they, they need that. It's an obsessive thing. I don't think that they would allow Kevin McCarthy to provide the impetus for a removal of Joe Biden. It's it's way too much conceded. Okay. So then what's the purpose of, uh, of impeachment? They're really isn't one every administration will have one from here on out because that seems to be the trajectory we're on at this point exactly impeachment is is complete nonsense yeah it's been it's been yeah um we're gonna switch topics now and go over to the health the health stuff the other day jamie fox released a video he's i guess out of the hospital and and he released this video we're gonna watch it real quick and then we'll listen to something crazy uh i went through something that i, I thought I would never ever go through. Uh, and I know a lot of people were waiting, you know, or wanting to hear updates, but to be honest with you, I just didn't want you to see me like that, man. You know, I want you to see me laughing, having a good time, partying, cracking a joke, doing a movie, television show. I didn't want you to see me with uh, with tubes uh, running out of me and, and trying to figure out uh, if, if I was gonna make it through. And to be honest with you, my uh, my sister Deidre Dixon, my daughter Corinne Marie saved my life. So uh, to them, to God, to a lot of great medical people, uh, I'm able to leave you this uh, video. I cannot tell you how great it feels to have your family. So he doesn't look great, but obviously he's just been through it. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, this this the gaunt face. I don't. Uh, I mean, people obviously people are going to jump to clone these days. Oh first, no, no, but, no, 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 no. But uh, you know, he, what happened? Like he's missing. We, we some heard hair. you had to. Re- we heard that you had to relearn how to walk. Uh, all the while, people are lying about you playing. You know, pinochle. And um, so very, very weird. Obviously, it looks like he went through it. He's been laid up for so long. So I expect him to be skinnier and unhealthy looking. But I, what is he? Does he does he ever lend any credence to what happened to him? No, but I mean, this came out yesterday. People like me, Dr. McCullough, you know, I just I make a living jumping to conclusions. I like them based on evidence usually, but I'm, I'm never shy about letting my feelings be known. I first thought, is this a vaccine injury that he was going through? When you look at this, when you see him, hear him, what do you think? Well, he's not telling us the truth. He's not telling us what he has. First thing you should tell his fans and tell the public is, did he take a vaccine or yes or no? He and I talked about this a long time ago. He knows my views on this. And the second thing is he didn't tell what the diagnosis is. Did he have a stroke? It looks like he did 
His left side of his face is paralyzed. He says he had tubes in him. I presume that's an endotracheal tube and a feeding tube. His collar is buttoned up over what's probably a tracheostomy stoma. Why doesn't he just tell the truth? I mean, you know, Jamie's a good guy. I know him. I don't know why Jamie, Damar Hamlin, uh, Justin Bieber, uh, the list goes on and on. Why can't they just tell the public the truth? They're public figures like you and me, Grant, and they have an obligation to disclose and be truthful to the public, not to be private or keep secrets now because this is too important because the vaccines are a public health measure. It's not a personal privacy issue. Well, you know, by and large, the people you named work in industries run completely by liberals, and we know the way that the Democrat Party has pushed this vaccine with a vengeance. Uh, I would even go beyond that and say many in the establishment, Republicans too, push this with a vengeance. But specifically those people you mentioned are beholden to people. They don't want to risk their careers. They don't want to risk, because we know speaking out about this, your, your career, they'll cancel you. But still, these people have enough money to be bold. DeMar Hamlin, the, the player who basically died on the field and then was, was uh, resuscitated, there was one moment where he says, oh, I can't talk about that, which led us to believe that maybe that was something. But in your conversation, lastly, did you ever, you ever had a conversation with Jamie Foxx? Did you ask him personally, was he vaxxed? No, I don't know what happened to him around the time of the stroke, but I talked to him in 2021. He sought me out. He wanted to get my opinion on things. So, you know, I can tell you, it's not like he didn't know the risks. It's not like he wasn't informed. He was informed. What he's not doing now is telling the truth, and it's wrong. And the list goes on and on. You know, you've got uh, television uh, weatherman anchorman uh, Al Roker. You've got uh, uh, Herb Kirkstreet. There's a lot of them. And he's LeBron James's son. Well, we're getting there right now. And you know who's been screaming about this and I love it? Emerald Robinson. Um, here comes the iceberg that will sink us all. She's got a substack out. On Friday morning, I sent out a warning on Twitter that reached almost a million viewers. There's a hidden iceberg that America is about to hit and that iceberg is Operation Warp Speed. All that ice is made up of deadly COVID vaccines. Just think about all the lives that have been destroyed by them all the people who have been killed or maimed, and that iceberg is dead ahead. Literally the next day, Jamie Foxx finally confirms that he's alive after being hospitalized for a week. Looks like he had a stroke of some kind. The, day, the next day after that, Tori Kelly collapses at a restaurant and is now in a hospital ICU with life-threatening blood clots near her vital organs. She's only 30. And then yesterday, it was Bronnie... LeBron James's son, cardiac arrest, 18 years old, in the middle of practice, brought to the hospital. There's a video here because it's just... And then we also had the ESPN. Um, we had this. Hold on, I had it. There was an ESPN host that fell down, collapsed in the middle of a broadcast. We're about to watch that now, but here's a little video compilation. In our 8 o'clock hour with this breaking news, LeBron James' son, Brawny, is recovering this morning after suffering cardiac arrest at USC yesterday. Winning singer Tori Kelly recovering this morning after collapsing in public, reportedly now being treated for blood clots. We want to move to the wide receivers now because... We had Marquise Goodwin on the show last Thursday. I believe it was announced, um, I'm guessing as they were processing physicals or whatever, it was announced that he has blood clots. He's out indefinitely. Now remember, he's 
is recovering tonight from what his family calls a medical complication. Fox's daughter says her 55-year-old dad quickly received treatment and is already on his way to recovery. But the family... On Wednesday, my heart was beating weird. And then uh, when God checked out, I had AFib. So Thursday, they shocked it back to rhythm. I talked to cardiologists, electrophysicists. Henry Anderson had a question. Okay, like, am I still good to play tomorrow? Like a five-minute walk back to from the restaurants of my place, um, and my legs just start going numb, which was, like, kind of weird. It was when he started slurring his words he felt it necessary to get help. Upon arriving at the hospital, it didn't take long for doctors to diagnose the problem. I got pretty lucky, and the stroke was super minor. Like, they did that. Given year, this does happen thousands of times. Sometimes it can be a structural abnormality of the heart that was never really recognized until now. Wasn't I can't even stand it anymore. This is the hill that I stake my flag on. This is not okay. There's so many more of these examples and, and overlaid above the news reports are all of the things we see. This is not normal, Frank. Nope. Yesterday. No, it's not. Yesterday. Well, it's not, and it's not, you know, I, I, I don't, uh, the, the, the thing that it, I, I think the, uh, the stance in denying is so much more egregious than anything they think we are, we're doing by just being horrified. I mean, there's no, but I'm not taking, I'm not, I have never laughed at any of these videos. I haven't uh, taken a victory lap or anything like that. There's no joy in being right and seeing it happen before your your very eyes none whatsoever I, I i mean lebron james is a is a fool on a political sense i wish he could have just stuck to being a billionaire basketball dribbler of his life and not gotten into some of the beds that he has uh that he's gotten so cozy and ridiculous the way that he's made himself look like a fool over the years but that does not that, that does not in any way shape or form make it a celebratory event to see an 18 year old son of his have a heart attack during a basketball practice in college happens all the time and, 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 and then it takes two generations of media headlines to get okay well we we, we got to talk we got we got to say something so within a few hours like within six hours they went from just telling us what happened and everybody knowing this isn't normal it is never going to be normal uh to saying oh it was congenital yeah. He was born with this, mm -hmm. and they never found uh, it. All these, uh, yeah, all these years, he had he had a birth defect his entire life as he was going through these. Uh, he's he's been playing for years this way, but all of a sudden, out of nowhere, boom! I, and then I, I have to. Tucker Carlson had Ice Cube on his show last night. It was a great clip here. When you take the vax, um, you, you had a direct order to take it. You were told to take it. Yeah. I'm not real good with direct orders, but on a whole nother note. <laughs> uh, but it was a command. I didn't. I mean, they told. I'm sorry, they told you. I mean, they couldn't have been clearer about yeah, it. Yeah, it was pretty clear. Uh, <laughs> uh, did you take it? Of course not. Yeah, no. It, it wasn't ready. You know, it was six month. You know, kind of rush job, and and I didn't feel safe. But they told you you were safe. I know what they said. <laughs> I know what they said. And I heard them. I heard them loud and clear. But it's it's not their decision. There's no repercussions if they're wrong. But I get all the repercussions if they're wrong. 
Was, was it a tough call for you? No, it wasn't a tough call. You know, I wanted to be an example for my kids. You know, really make sure they didn't take it either. Show them that I, you know, I wanted to stand on my convictions and that I was willing, you know, to lose $9 million and more because we've probably lost more, you know, since then. The idea is that people who stand on their convictions are heroes. They're brave. They have principles. You know, they're the people we look to for inspiration. But in this case, with this decision and these principles, you were not hailed as a hero. No. You were attacked. So why won't you get the vaccine, man? Hey, look, man, I'd just rather be myself than take that vaccine like you other three billion bozos. <laughs> I never told anyone not to get vaccinated publicly. That was never my message to the world. I didn't even want people to know whether I got vaccinated or not. I was pretty upset that that even came out because you know, I was just gonna quietly, you know, just not take it and deal with the consequences as they came. Do you know anyone who was injured by the vaccine? I do. And they suffer every day and it's, it's hard to watch. Suffering in silence is not the answer all the time. You know, sometimes you gotta let people know what's going on so you can actually move the needle. I choose to be vocal. If it's true, why can't I say it? <laughs> well, you can't say it because it is true. <laughs> there it is. Now that's the problem with the world today. You know, you know, that's the other thing that too. It's very easy to say, and that's what we were saying. Six months. Oh, they're rolling this thing out for six months. It's not even, um, you know. Well, we we've heard ten to fifteen years to get a conventional vaccine ready, and not only is this six months, it's also an experimental technology yep. that has never been tried on human beings before. But then you start thinking, okay, well, is that really the case? Is it six months, or has it always been ready? and ready for years, waiting for this moment. Well, DARPA had just done trials with the technology on eight human test mice um, Either, a, yeah. a few weeks before the pandemic happened. Exactly, so one way or another, the lying about the origins of this serum and how long it's been waiting or how long it, it was necessary to develop and how safe it was, the origin story, whether you want to believe that it, they, they've been sandbagging us for years or that really it was that hastily put together in six months. Oh, my gosh. For anybody to. to oh, I just I, I, I sit, I'm sick to my stomach, sick to my stomach about all the people who I know, uh, who I know, who are watching all this stuff. And they are, um, I don't know, they're comfortable enough to express their real big concern. 18 year olds going down with cardiac arrest is uh is terrible and and the fact that the media who push this on people they're more inclined to sending their idiots out onto the television with their doctors to try to sell people on the idea that a common cold can cause pericarditis is is I, it's i mean just to again. throw this out there too everybody's talking about this and i want to make sure that this distinction is made with the vo with with mers 
They're saying MERS, they're calling it MERS-CoV now. I, and I think that's to try and trick people into thinking it's some new version of MERS. MERS has been around for a long time. It has like a 36, 37% fatality rate. Somebody overseas got a case of MERS a month and a half ago. They were unable to track any other cases to this person. They don't say whether the person died. I don't believe that they did. They were hospitalized. MERS is too uh, deadly to be a pandemic virulent because it will kill too many people before it gets to spread. So don't fall for the fear-mongering nonsense that you're seeing parroted around here about MERS becoming the next pandemic. They've known about MERS for years. They tried to vaccinate against MERS in trials with mice. That's how they knew vaccination for these coronavirus was nonsense before they started it. But I just, I see that floating around. There is no study or any real information in, in mass that show are on mass that shows that COVID has caused all these cardiac issues that everybody's claiming it causes in, in, in a wide swath of people. What they're doing now is they're taking long COVID. They're making long COVID actually vaccine injury. So they're saying the people who have long COVID, which does exist. I know a lot of people who suffered from COVID in, in a bad way that took a little longer to clear that spike from their body and had like hair loss and like tiredness and fogginess and all that for longer than they were quote contagiously ill but they're using long covid as a cover to treat or try to treat vaccine injury they're saying everybody with vaccine injury has long covid and they're on this quest to figure out how to treat it that's what they're doing it's um they've changed every single vaccine now to mrna vaccines rsv flu all of it all because of warp speed so this is my issue i've had that this is my we've been talking about this shot for years if we're not willing to recognize the problem we cannot fix it warp speed was the biggest mistake ever ever made lifting restrictions on pharma to be able to do what they want to reap billions of dollars in profits and more importantly for the global health establishment to use it as a method to control the world's population, just a huge mistake. Huge. So it's just going to get worse. And I really wish that that wasn't true, but we're seeing it every single day. Every single day. And yep. Yeah. Like they just went into Aaron Siri, just got all of the, the Moderna trial stuff now. They're going into the Moderna. Um, stuff and looking through those papers. Why? Because it's only it's only been Pfizer up to this point. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the Moderna stuff is worse. If you got Moderna, you're you're far worse off. It appears than than even with Pfizer. Because it's it's made more potent than Pfizer is. So there's a lot of information out there now. But what we're gonna switch topics one more time before the end of the show. Yeah. Still in the health realm ish, sort of. Not really. Did you hear they debanked Mercola, all of his staff, and their family? Uh, Joseph Mercola? Yeah. No. Well, which bank? bank? Citibank. Not just Mercola and his business, but his staff members, their wives, and their kids. Wow. Yeah. It's going to go that far, huh? I guess so. I get my uh, liposomal vitamin C from Mercola. Well, that's that's a problem for these people, apparently, because they can't have that happening. So they debanked him. 
And now um, Citibank is sponsoring an all-ages trans-only swimming event for trans, non-binary, and intersex adults and children. The event is all-ages and parents aren't allowed in or near the pool. They booked an entire public pool and the entire building will be empty to ensure privacy. Also, they can use whatever changing rooms they want. Whether you just want to swim laps, float about, or hang out, you're welcome. We want these sessions to be accessible to as many people who need them. So if you need a carer who is cisgender to attend with you, they're welcome to come along. Parents, guardians are welcome to come and wait in the changing rooms, but will not be allowed in the pool or on the poolside. Here, go float around in this trans pool with all of these freaking weirdo pedo groomers. Parents, you can stick your ass in the locking room. The if, you need room. To br- if you need to bring one of those weird cis people with you, then we'll allow it. But like as if they're one of those uh, one of those pets, those therapy dogs. If you need to bring one of your therapy cis people with you, we'll allow it. We have a special caged off area for them. You know, my brother just got back from Seattle. Um, he was doing uh, he had a, a a gig out there that he was filming for about a, a week or so, and he he was just telling me last night. He said that. You you would not believe, you would not. He said you would think that you would see this more in New York, but you don't. He said in the time that he was out there hanging out in Seattle, when they were going actually into the city just for maybe a dinner or some some one thing or another, he said if he felt like every other person was trans. So he weird. said Seattle was. We talk about Portland, Oregon a lot. We talk about whatever. Uh, but he said, I have, I have never seen anything like it. The, every other person was trans out in Seattle. I said, well, I said that, um, something in the water or is just, they all go to the place where they feel like they'll be welcome to be weirdos that aren't really trans, but have a mental issue that they need to take care of. I don't, it's, it's Ashbury hate all over again. It's, it's really what it is. You know, the, the hippies, the hippies flooded to, uh, Places like San Francisco and, you know, the flower power and all that stuff. And like I said before, you know, you, you move from one generation to the next. Fashion changes. Things change. You leave something behind. You have the memories on your old picture book, you and your bell bottoms, the flowers in your hair and all that stuff. But then, you know, you clean up a little bit. You got a job. You started a family. Uh, these, this is totally different. It's totally different because of the severity. The, the fact that so many so many pharmaceutical grade drugs I mean I know LSD is pharmaceutical grade but when you talk about drugs and surgery and having a political system behind you to encourage it all so openly I mean this is so much worse than anything we ever saw in any prior generation especially since so many of the alterations that people are making to themselves are permanent in every and they sense all of the regret word. it. 99.9% of them are like, oh my God, what did I do to my body? I was wrong. They didn't stop me. They encouraged it. I have a clip here of just how crazy this has gotten. We have to listen to before we end. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is what these lunatics expect us to do. The title is how to use multiple pronouns. So do the same if somebody uses multiple pronouns. But then you might be asking, but what pronoun do I use then? Do I just use the first one? Do I kind of pick and choose? Well, Yes, to both of them. A lot of the time people will put their most preferred pronoun or their favorite pronoun at the start of the pronoun set. And typically you should use that one 
most. However, that's not the same for everybody. So to make sure that you affirm everybody, it's best to use the pronouns interchangeably. So in one sentence, use the first pronoun and in another sentence, use the second pronoun. Or another option is that you use the different pronouns in the same sentence. So for example, you can say, oh, he's coming over tonight. They really like pizza, so they're going to join us. Uh, that's actually kind of a normal sentence. That's yeah, but not for this person. This person is he and they are one person. Right. Well. Well. I mean, I, I have. You. Wait, this you is sometimes. The, this is the mental gymnastics. It gets worse. This is the mental gymnastics. Some rando wants us to use to figure out what the hell pronoun they like. So I'm supposed to sit there and take an inventory of you before I start talking to you, and then affirm your lunacy by using the proper pronoun. Here, wait. But this, this validates a rando. This gi- this gives them something to be an expert in. That that people will look to them for 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 leadership. They have. They, it's such a sad situation. When I listen to one of these idiots sit there and 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 dissertate about pronouns and when to use what and and what the reality of the situation is, it's more of like a you know, it's really sad that this is what they needed to feel useful in their life they all look the um they, they might as well have been you know running in a hamster wheel or they're dressing you know, up like horses now with hoofs on and everything else it's weird sad here but if you really struggle with you know putting both of those pronouns or multiple pronouns because Don't somebody struggle. may use three or four pronouns if you struggle putting them in the same sentence use one pronoun per sentence so in one sentence you will use they if you were talking about me Sounds and in another fun. sentence you will use he if you're talking about me because my pronouns are they he or you can always ask the person and say hi you use multiple pronouns is there a preference do you prefer using one on a certain day does it depend on how you dress am i supposed to write this in my calendar wednesday weirdo wants me to say he friday weirdo wants me to say they if you're concentrating on this stuff, then you're not in the know of anything else. There's nothing else. You want to talk about fine focus and broad focus. I, yeah, I always, I always joke about that. You know, they, they want you to. There's no more. Nobody's looking to the stars anymore. Nobody's asking the bigger questions why because they're they're philosophizing about their genitals. What is this and, person going to do if I use the wrong pronoun on the wrong day, Frank? Do I get yelled at? What what happens? They'll freak out a little bit. Maybe they'll scoff at you. Maybe they'll refuse to be in the same room. They'll they'll just they'll have a little manic episode and the world will go on without them. And uh, and, and and it'll be like they had never existed because you know it's it's very hard for people to leave lasting legacies that 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 you know, that um, that survive more than a few generations after they're gone. But you're talking about people who are literally shadows and dust, that this is, they're kill- they're, they're already dead. They're, they don't exist. It's so ridiculous. Everybody, the fact that this is a person scratching and clawing for purpose is so scary. She has a whole other minute t- of this explanation for us so that, you know, we could keep it in our pocket if we ever run into it oh yeah that's it for today i'm done i can't take it anymore oh look at that face what a sad person there's nothing what there. a sad person here because for some people they might want to use a certain pronoun depending on how they look on a certain day or how they feel on a certain day
So for me, for example, I like using they. They is my go-to pronoun. It's at the start of my pronoun set and I love it the most. I feel at home in they. However, I really enjoy he. However, I mostly prefer he when I'm feeling very masculine. So if I feel very masculine and I say to you, oh, I'm feeling really masculine today, use he pronouns. But you can totally use he at any other time. However, I do prefer he pronouns when I am feeling a bit more mask. But Excuse me, are you feeling masculine today? <laughs> No, no, not really. Oh, okay. I'll temper your pronouns then. <laughs> you, you're looking more masculine. Yes, but I'm not feeling that. So please don't <laughs> call me he. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. But twenty-five minutes before you can even dis start discussing the weather. <laughs> you have been listening to the Dark Delight podcast with Frankie Val in the basement, and how are you feeling today, masculine? I'm feeling like I'm I'm feeling like a pile of dog crap right now. How should I refer to you, Frank? Call me uh Crapolo. That is the masculine, slightly more masculine version of Crapola. Okay. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. And live Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Rumble, Getter, and Twitter. Make sure to check out Crapolo's show Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. on QuiteFrankly.tv or live on Rumble. And we'll be back on Friday. Later. <laughs>